really get into the nitty-gritty behind monsters from different lore. However, there is a general focus on D&D. We are players and DMs, so we draw from our experience with different tabletop RPGs. And we tend to go off on tangents every so often. If you're looking for facts and historical value, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you love discussing monsters and all of their potential just for fun, then we got you covered. Adult content warning, and with all that out of the way, my name is Dylan, and I'm joined once again by my two brave monster hunters. I'm Alex. And I'm Melina. And this is Mornings with Monsters. And now it is time for another Morning with Monsters. Today, we take you deep into the northern wastes, frigid and desolate. Hiding somewhere in the distant mountain pass lies the object of our hunt this morning. If it sees us before we see it, we may already be dead. Piercing blue eyes glowing in the blizzard, towering at least eight feet tall and around 850 pounds, yet can still go completely unseen until we get too close for comfort. Uh, if you haven't guessed yet, we are uh, what we're hunting by now. It is the cold climate dire ape feared across the world and all material realms. The only, uh, the one and only abominable snowman. Or for today's purposes, the Yeti. Cool. I interesting topic to research. Very quite a few uh <laughs> source a lot of source material material it's i think it's our first like cryptid that people are still actually looking for that we've yeah. discussed <clears throat> i don't think we've brought something in that is so questionable in our reality you know what i mean you yeah know, you know last week's episode with the with the uh cyclops cyclops yeah we know for a fact not only did, do they not exist currently, even the, the proof that the ancients had that they existed, we now know, are completely different species yeah. of being on this earth. So it's interesting to know that there are people out there right now all over the world searching for essentially the same thing with just different monikers. Absolutely. Uh, this was um, super interesting to me uh, personally. I really enjoy um, some of the like uh really old like buddhist myths and this predates buddhist writings um it's there's like several temples with like heavy ties to yetis uh you know as they're they're in the mountains so they're all kind yeah. of coming from the same spot um but essentially like the i i think that where they kind of came from is um you know like the himalayan mountains parts of china uh nepal things places like that um and then we're kind of brought into uh you know western culture in like the early 1900s because of somebody coining them just like uh, the abominable snowman like once that name kind of came around it <laughs> did exploded you see, <laughs> did you see how that came about was it like a dude's letter to his wife or something? So there was a researcher who was in a different part of the world. And I, obviously, I'm not going to remember where sure. I saw it. But he was listening to one of the pe the locals who was helping them track this thing talk about what they saw. And they saw, or they said that in like the original translation, it's like a man-like animal covered in hair right yeah yep. and the translation from that language into english got messed up with one specific word and it ended up oh, becoming yeah. something that was like hard for the person who wrote the the letter to like interpret but he ended up on abominable because like when you hear that word it's it's an abomination. It's it's anti-human. It's something that like is not only not of us but against us. And it just took the inspiration and imagination of our people and just exploded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a whole, you know, crazy hunt, and they were putting out expeditions to find them and all sorts of stuff. Um, we should probably also mention that we're going to talk about the yeti in. Uh, a couple senses other than just 
what most people know as the abominable snowman uh at least i know i did a lot of like research from like old school fantasy um so we'll talk about them as if they you know exist so uh the, <laughs> obviously the ones the cryptid that uh, everyone knows uh we don't have much of a history for but there's a uh, plenty of history with with yetis in general so we'll, we it might get a little strange for you guys that have not uh, delved too deep into the uh the fantasy lore of the Yeti. Um, I um, am reading an article, which I'm sure that people have seen, um, that Yetis, I mean, when large humanoid creature covered in fur, like rationally nowadays, what are we going to think? It's a giant bear. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, until it stands up. Yeah. <laughs> Bears stand up, but, but that's what I mean. Yeah, like a bear's a bear standing that isn't a Kodiak or a polar bear. If you're if you're seeing something that's like eight feet tall standing straight up, like that's not a bear. No, I mean maybe. I I think its posture oh. when it stands would be a little bit different, but I mean, in like, How would you know? Yetis are mythical. You're right because they're. Every most accounts say that they're like ape-like, so I feel like their arms at least would would give a telling difference. Because like when you see a bear, it's standing like this usually. Like yeah. Oh no, I got I got caught standing up. But like most yeah. apes stand up with their arms down. Listen, I just read the Ecology of Yeti. It was quite it was quite extensive. Um, they they basically yeah. uh, said that they come from like both bears and um you know great apes like uh of specifically orangutans which was weird um i even saw some like pictures of like yeti-esque orangutans with ram's horns which was really strange looking but uh worth worth looking up (laughs) um but uh, they did say there that uh there's several types of yetis um and some like both are kind of bipedal but also uh spend most of their time on fours on all fours just because they're faster yeah so i'm I'm sure like you know we don't know what a yeti would actually look like but if we're talking about like uh your classic like D D yeti that's got like the thick white fur and the the horns of a ram which is never explained why never why they have them there's no no history like um you know there's no like historical like um dig sites in any kind of D &D. like no one really knows exactly where the yetis came from which i thought was interesting like people have said oh well they're if they ever had any kind of culture or if they were more like uh you know enlightened and and were a different form at any point it would have predated the giants that lived in the north and the giants uh you know their stuff's buried under the snow so if the yetis ever had anything it would be under that so <laughs> and at least in like uh you know D D, most of the notable um campaign settings and stuff like that there's really no history of the yeti interesting oh yeah funny you say the like it has like the horns the, like the ram's horns like the classic D yeti because the the only picture i think i've seen well i guess they all have like little horns yeah i've never i don't know i'm i just came across like a picture with giant horns and but they're all from world of warcraft yeah <laughs> and th- those are those are different you know i love my <laughs> yeah world of warcraft but um I'm looking at like the monster manual right now, a picture of the Yeti, and it's got your your like almost like tiefling horns kind mm-hmm. of spiraled back a little bit, which That's I think I is too. interesting. You know, maybe um maybe there's something demonic going on there, you mm-hmm. know, cuz like most of the time I mean it, they could be playing into being an abomination too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're like uh servants of some ancient demonic god um in the you know, realm of snow and ice or something. Who knows? People look like, uh, you know, humans appear on the world and then, like, some demon in the abyss is like, fuck that, and <laughs> makes, like, 
his version of humans. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they are a deeply mutated, uh, you know, tiefling people that were living in the north. That'd be cool. Interesting. Something like that. Um, so the theory I read about the bears was that 650,000 years ago, they got a glacier separated and they got like partially split from a certain type of Asian bear. <laughs> so after like thousands of years in the cold. So I'm not saying that it was a bear, but like that could be that makes way more similar sense. explanation. Yeah. To, but like using something like environment affected creature. I think there's definitely something to that. I think um I think that there was a lot of like m mistranslation um when it comes from like your original um thought of what a yeti is in like the himalayan culture to what we think of as yeah. a, a yeti nowadays because mm -hmm. nowadays we think of this big like uh you know abominable snowman who's got long white Monster. fur and things like that yeah. but like even the word yeti uh comes from uh, a word that was misunderstood which means like mountain dwelling creature um you know it's and essentially like what those creatures were were like bears that traveled on mountains things like that i personally think that the the yeti comes from like uh less of a actual being itself but it like at its core is probably the fear of the cold mountain landscape you know like the threat of you know being in the being stuck in the cold like that is its own monster you know yeah it's, uh, especially it's personification of it mm -hmm. exactly and i feel like that's probably what most you know monsters or cryptids are is, is uh, yeah they're coming from a place of like that base fear of certain you know landscapes or feelings or situations um and then through the years you know they gave it human form do you guys see the the thing with the temple where they had the yeti scalp what, Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's super famous. Um, it was disproved. So, like, there was, like, this uh, this monk who started a temple, and to do so, like, he went into the mountains and, like, stayed in a cave by himself to meditate for how many ever years. And he said the only way he was able to, like, just stay there and survive was through the help of uh, friendly neighborhood yetis coming to give him food so that he yeah. could just stay there. And then after one died, he took its scalp and uh, he took the hand of a Yeti and brought it to a temple as like these treasured um, things. And uh, then some Western adventurer came and stole several fingers of the Yeti hand, replaced them with human fingers. Don't oh, don't want to know how he got those. Um, and then like way later, they uh, the temple finally let like um, labs. I don't know how modern the labs were but they they tested like the hair on the scalp of the yeti but you can look up actual pictures of the the yeti scalp and the yeti hand it's crazy that's cool that's uh, really cool i think the hair mm -hmm. on the scalp was like some kind of deer fur though so that was yeah. pretty disappointing to all the uh you know people that probably poured <laughs> thousands and believers. thousands of dollars into <laughs> you know exploration missions into the himalayan mountains looking for I guess a deer, but they thought it was a Yeti. It was pretty cool. Cool. So, you know what I think is also interesting um, with, like, the classification of the Yeti in the, the monster manual? They're not classified as a beast. They're actually classified as a monstrosity, which yeah. I think is a little bit weird. Because um, didn't you <clears throat> tell us what the discernment is between those things? Uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly what's what, but I think... The reason it's not classified as a beast is because it has like uh magic eyes and fur mm. i think that has something to do with it i think a beast is born and a monstrosity is changed or affected like throughout right. its life like twisted somehow I'm not saying That's... that a beast can't also be a monstrosity uh but i because i think i was the one who read that yeah yeah I know so that, like, because um... a yeti would either and I think there is something to it that, yes, a Yeti is born from, like, the fear of the elements. But at the same time, if a Yeti is out there, a Yeti's 
appearance and demeanor like is probably built from their fear of their surroundings and elements mm-hmm. as well true like so yeah I, I actually read that like in the D D lore like the forgotten realms yeah history uh that a lot of people believe that yeti were dire apes that adapted to deep cold and like high altitude yeah it makes sense i believe they like base level can be could be considered dire apes like i'm assuming i think they're described as uh cold climate dire apes in Mm -hmm. several places yep stats stat wise and like make complete sense i think yep it's like more so a variant of a, a diary yeah a, like a monstrosity version yeah a monstrosidized diary <laughs> so i found some cool stuff about the uh the yetis and how they kind of interact with each other uh because they mostly uh are seen by themselves they mm-hmm. can be found in packs but when they are um other than they mate and then they stay together for two years but other than that uh if you see like a group of yetis they're all just random yetis working together to eat people or you know hunt Um, right they're not they don't stay together as family Um, they don't have like clan hierarchy either right no there's different types of yetis but even those will work together uh Mm -hmm. depending on like current threats or things like that um they don't. They will eat each other because I think they're opportunistic uh, hunters and they are carnivorous and they're always always hungry. Um, but uh, for the most part, they're not going to be eating each other. But uh, I saw. I thought it was interesting. A couple things. The the yeti will have have their baby, raise eat them it. for only two years, <laughs> and then after two years, they release them into the world. Um, and this is why they're all so strong is because only the strong ones kind of make it. And, um, then at five years, they're fully grown, which is crazy. And it also, it also kind of, uh, speaks to why they're always kind of frenzied and so feral is because they have to eat a crazy amount of food. If you think from going from like a little baby to eight feet and 150 pounds in five years, or 850 pounds in five years. That's a lot. You're eating all the time, constantly. Yep, you're like flash at that point. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, but uh, there's there's a small window of time. So there's like, they get released into the wild at two years old. Five years old, they're full grown. But if you get to them bet- before they turn <laughs> yeah. four, you can domesticate them. Yeah, I saw that. So if you, because you're, you're could not, you imagine the crazy ass ranger who does that? Like, right. Holy crap! And it Dude, looks like I'm surprised Zeke doesn't have a fucking domesticated yeti. I'm anyway, saying, go on. <laughs> there may, who knows? There might not be any yetis in Fecolia. Um, True. It's very, yeah. <laughs> maybe you don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> the uh, domesticated yeti is is a tough thing because you have to keep up with its demand for food and if you can't it will just straight up leave and go hunt whatever it can but if you can uh it says you'll have a lifelong companion and they won't be like crazy and mean (laughs) like you can fully domesticate them i don't know if they can talk Um, i was about to uh, they, they can speak yeti they can speak yeti so if they can speak yeti you might be able to teach them something else there is there is some, I don't know if it's a fee or if it's just like a ranger trait from a specific book, um, but it does let you learn Yeti. Huh, that's cool. So for all, all you, you strange rangers out there who have a, a yearning for an eight foot tall cold weather adapted friend, uh, learn Yeti. Yeah, I saw a picture of like a gnome sitting on like the shoulder of a yeti and he's like wearing a little vest and he's like pointing off into like the trees and they're like working together. And I was like, that's inspiring. Like So Lauren needs to charm a, a four year old. You know yeti? what you know what's scary though? Um the the Yetis always go for the weakest and smallest. Uh, it literally read somewhere that like if you're a gnome or a dwarf, you can pretty much assume that the yeti's coming for you first. Oh, because it will just assume you are. It it will just see that you're the smallest of the group and go for mm-hmm. you first. Like they don't. That makes sense. They don't. Um, 
they hunt for what they can eat the easiest not necessarily like certain feral beasts will kind of go after what's the strongest is you know Mm -hmm. because it kind of they want to be the you know alpha the alpha or apex or whatever yeah yeah no they don't care about that they're just trying to eat also you can't you guys oh go ahead I was just going to say, you can't run into a Yeti and convince it not to fight you. Like Yeah, um, there's no charming. Yeah, you that. just it just instantly <laughs> wants to fight because it's always hungry. Have you guys read about the rare instances when white dragons will take on yeah. packs of Yeti and let them ride them? That sounds so fucking cool. Right? And fucking terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely yeah. terrifying. But also, like, I... I'm just imagining like a glorious metal song while like some fucking yetis on the yeti are like running around the tundra and then like two white dragons come out with giant fucking yetis because like don't they also have the gargantua yeti variant right yes there's a very there's like one that's three times as big and I can imagine a 30 foot tall yeti riding the back of a white dragon would be glorious and white dragons are scary as shit. They're yeah, ice they're dragons. Giants. Yeah, they're massive. They're like uh, they take on like the the attributes of like the you know winter mountains and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're also the most like um, beast like dragon out of all the dragons. So, oh really? Yeah. So they they don't care for like you know keeping hordes or making you know learning anything. They can they can be like. Um, tamed at an early age by other dragons to like you know pursue different endeavors but Mm. if they're just left to their own devices they are just feral creatures as far as dragons go they can still they can still talk but like their main thing is eat and survive so perfect masters for a group of yeti yeah perfect terrifying combination um, i'm picturing i'm picturing danny's dragon that the night king stole okay oh that's scary yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I could see that too because like its temperament is essentially that. Just yeah. imagine like seeing like uh, that dragon flying over towards you, and then on its back is just a fucking massive uh, yeti with glowing blue eyes. Wow. Like you already, you already know you're, you're already screwed fucked. when you see the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> but then the gargantuan yeti on top of it, you're like, okay, well, I just peed my pants. Sorry, I saw it all the few. And I'm pretty sure that variant of yeti has an ice breath attack. Oh, no. Yeah, you're getting smacked with two. Two of them. <laughs> I'm like not looking forward to. Oh my god, I cannot. I can't. I can't with these. With legendary actions and shit like that. Oh, yeah, you're not looking forward to it. Those, like, breath things. Oh, I hate a breath weapon. Breaths are the worst. So, as of, um, what, Tuesday? Or, uh, what? What's today? Thursday? So, as of two days ago from recording this, my party added a new member, and they're all level 12. So, they're going to be getting in some much harder fights. <laughs> I was looking at some calculators, and I got to throw some crazy stuff at you now. No, you don't. I have to. Or it's just gonna be boring. Everything's gonna be terrifying, and then we're gonna be like, "Oh, it's dead." It's oh uh, yeah, it's dead. Hopefully, only you know one or two of you died in the fight, but it's gonna be a real threat. Legendary actions are. It'll be ever gonna first. be common. <laughs> well, if you mm-hmm. keep rushing into things, um, <laughs> what else am I supposed to no, do? No, I have no, melee no, range. Not only. judging you. Not judging. <laughs> Just saying. I feel you. I'm a paladin. Um, it's hard, man. It's hard out here for melee. <laughs> uh, it is. I mean, five Get feet. It's pretty weapon. close. <laughs> we'll see. Please, um, my friend. I have some plans too. Uh oh, that's scary. <laughs> Um, any other uh, fun facts about the Yeti before we take a short break and do some prompt questions? I like how they have um, in D&D that third translucent eyelid so that they can see through storms. But Super cool. I didn't really. I didn't Just like further proving that if you and your party are stuck in a mountain storm, have an impenetrable bubble or something because... You guys are going to be screwed otherwise. Like, really, there's no hope for people who aren't adapted to that kind of, like, wildlife no. for, t- to survive You're taking like that. points of exhaustion in the middle of a blizzard. Like, yeah. that's a scary, yeah. scary thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. When you have multi-debuffs just because of your surroundings and then you have to fight something that can see and withstand it all way better than you, no. And some something that's been a thing since like Yetis were introduced into Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> is their gaze. And yeah. you don't even have to see it. It just has to see you. Yep, if it locks it, its eyes on you without you even knowing, you're yeah. paralyzed. And it can smell it can smell you from miles away. Yeah. I don't I don't know its its range of sight, but I'm sure it's wild. And 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 honestly, it's a perfect it it all it does is ambush its prey, no matter what its prey is. So like until you see it, you're you think you're safe, but it's trailing you, it's Yeah stalking you it's making the hairs on the back of your neck stand up yeah and hopefully there's only one (laughs) (laughs) right hopefully and hopefully it's one of the smaller ones um last quick fun fact before um before the break yetis in warmer climates actually uh their fur changes color to i saw that too yeah in their what what was it like short four week summer or something like yeah that. they're probably still covered in snow summer mm-hmm. yeah but that's cool though i i enjoy that they have a little bit of like seasonality to yeah, them. yeah they're like a tree mm-hmm. Chang- changing colors i like yeah. that a death tree <laughs> a tree of death <laughs> it's immune to the cold and will kill you with its glare and it's forever hungry and forever hungry Um, All right, Uh, we will be right back after a very short break. Hey guys, I hope you brought your winter coats for this one because I know it's cold and it's even colder knowing that uh, there is a Yeti somewhere hiding in the mountains as we go through this little episode. Uh, Anyways, thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope you're enjoying today's episode. Make sure uh, you tell everyone you know about Mornings with Monsters because it's awesome and you're awesome for listening to it and we want as many people to be awesome as, as possible. Uh, as always, huge shout out to at Mizzencake on Instagram for our amazing cover art. If you guys would like us to discuss uh, any kind of monster, doesn't even have to be Dungeons and Dragons, uh, we will do so and you can let us know at uh, morningswmonsters at gmail.com. Uh, you can let us know any feedback there if you want to chat, uh, whatever you want. If you want to complain we got you anyways uh thank you so much again for listening and uh make sure you check out our instagram we got a lot of fun stuff going on over there as well if you want to see pictures of the monsters or these weird looking yetis that we talk about all sorts of fun stuff over there uh, i will let you get back to the rest of your episode and i'll see you next week in the middle of the episode enjoy bye Well, we've managed to avoid the gaze of the Yeti and make it back for the second half. I had to pad all my armor to keep warm. Of of the uh, of this morning with monsters. Um, cool. Uh, so, how would you uh, kill everyone with Yetis? TPK. Yeah, that'd be easy, man. It was easy. Yeah. Yeah. I. You put them on a white dragon. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, no, here's what I would do, and I would only do it in specific search circumstances. And you know, there's always the option of them figuring it out or just overcoming the the trial. But if I was DMing and my party decided to go after something at the top of a snow-covered peak, and they failed to take any kind of precautions against the terrain or the the winter climate or you know the altitude and they just went in like screw it we're just going you know yeah um without any kind of like guide or anything um i i would i would make them travel for days taking points of exhaustion because they don't have you know any way to properly camp at night so they're already in uh, like under effects of exhaustion and then they pass through you know um you know a valley in the mountain or you know 
a pa a mountain pass that's just like they get slapped with a blizzard and they can't see and they don't know what direction they're going in because they didn't prepare well enough and then one of them just sees a flash of blue in the distance and the next thing you know you're fighting yetis and i would use lots of like super scary <laughs> you know descriptions of this blizzard and the blind the feeling of being blind and you're just getting attacked by a yeti that's popping in and out and you have no idea where it is because it is essentially invisible in um that would be so horrible yeah oh i'd make it really really scary and it would just pick you off smallest to biggest oh my god <laughs> Yep. No. And the last thing you see are the bluing eye, the blue, the glowing blue eyes and horns. I would do something pretty similar. Um, I imagine a party like where there's a ranger who knows the lands but hasn't been there in a while. Okay. And you know what I mean? They're trying to investigate some like greater quest and a snowstorm just rolls in as they're in the forest. And like they can't see shit. They're not really prepared for snow because they didn't expect it. Uh, but the ranger knows of a cave that should be safe this time of year. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> unbeknownst to him, there's a mating pair of Yeti and their two one-year-old children in the cave <clears throat> when they get in there and they just like, oh no, they don't even, they don't even see it coming. Yeah, it's rare, you know, they wouldn't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, they would have no idea. Uh, that actually kind of reminds me of something I read that um, the mountain faring people that live there will actually use yetis uh to uh, fight other threats or clear out things like areas of uh, people that they don't want living there anymore um really by doing things like um cutting like over hunting the uh you know sheep or goats that the yetis normally hunt so that they're mm. forced to uh, go after the people in the area and then they'll also do things like they'll leave um they'll leave like bloodied corpses like easy you know easy food for them mm -hmm. in in like you know uh the approaching army's encampments uh to thin the ranks before a fight so Shit. i was that's like that brilliant. is brutal and yeah. brilliant so that's an interesting that that seems like a scooby-doo mystery D and D. Like, That's so funny. Who's uh, using the Yetis? <laughs> one of the one of the the comments I read today was someone used a Scooby Doo adventure. Yeah. Uh, like the whole setup was like them going up a mountain to find something and end up being a Yeti. <laughs> oh really? Oh that's cool. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh I think that's an interesting thing i mean i would not want to be the one trying to be like you know what let's use the yetis because everyone else would be like fuck no <laughs> yeah that's terrifying and like how how easy it could be turned around on uh-huh yeah know? next thing you that know would you're... Just be my first question uh how <laughs> yeah exactly um what will you want to kill the party you're just going with the, I... the dragon back because you're not you're just dead, especially if there's more than one. Yeah, dead. yeah. I mean, I feel like, especially if there's more than one, we're most likely dead. You have and to be by that if we ever encounter a yeti and survive in game. You got to be eight, probably level eighteen, because I think the like the the yeti itself is like CR rating nine. Ten. Ten. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're like, uh, they're like rare. It's not it's no, something that you see all the no, time. No, but, like, there's a lot of white dragon variants, you know, ancient white dragon on that's probably CR-12. Like, that would be scary. Because if yeah. that, that Yeti variant is riding a dragon, it's the scariest white dragon variant. Mm -hmm. Yep. That, yep. Would be, that would be a cool fight, though. Like, I would... As, like, if I ever get to level 18 with my paladin, I would love to have a mountaintop uh, skirmish with that. Just to that see if I can do it. You know, exactly. Yeah, it would be absolutely. fun. You're probably going to die, but... And, I mean, if you have your trusty illusionist buddy there, it, exactly. it might go well. You Who know? Party, bitch. Don't, I'm just, don't exclude the rest of us. I'm not excluding. I'm just I'm just focusing on the hijinks. I feel like Svetlana would 
get the fuck out of there or be like, we're not doing this. This is not a fight. We need I would to hope by that level, Spetla has some more badass ranged weapons to sneak attack. <laughs> You're going to get some stuff at 18, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I think she'll be a little less in the in the shadows. Well, maybe not. We'll in, be I heroes mean, of the realm by then. I'm actually kind of scared at like level 12 of Evan. Like, I can't imagine what the rest of you, our party is looking like right now. I level 12 is yet, yeah. it's nasty. I... Level 12 is nasty. It's when shit really gets ramp, ramped up. See, the thing yeah. about D&D <clears throat> is most campaigns don't make it past 12 because yeah. that's when fights get real, real. So people either die or by that time it's been like two years and everyone gives up playing because it's hard to schedule. We are lucky. And if anything, the campaign would end because you all die <laughs> rather than us not all canceling. Happen. <laughs> it's never gonna we're not dying and we just introduced a new character that i'm super excited about <laughs> and super s hopeful that i scaled them properly and homebrewed them evenly and yeah is she keeping the voice oh she yeah i told her she's got to go full awesome. australian and she's a I dude love it. so it's great <laughs> i mean she'll uh, probably do it as much as anyone else does it and have to break it to like feel like what the fuck is going on here mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I told so many people about that at work so I'm sure everybody at work was like why does Polina keep like yelling in an Australian accent it's <laughs> um, like you can't I, no, I, I doing it like like she my mother hopped out of bed Sits up to the camera, and her most like goofy smile, like she's like, "They're gonna love this." You can tell on her <laughs> face. She knew we were all gonna love this. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> it's like, excuse me. I'll just start dying laughing. Yeah, I think oh we. My. I think we. Uh introduced her character in a fun way i uh, i agree i was just about to say i really love the way you you did that waited till the very end yep we and, got home to our our guild and here's this new random astral magic specialist to that after after getting like plagued into magical darkness so we couldn't see yeah yeah and then he was just kind of there yeah Cool. I, f I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, uh, we were TPK. Yetis. Yetis. Yeah. Yeah. We just <laughs> killed our party. Um, where, uh, where was the first time you guys have seen the abominable snowman or Yeti? I don't know. I know. Probably. I so here's the thing. I was trying to figure this out because there's one in SpongeBob. There's <laughs> one in Star Wars, arguably. Yeah. One, uh, but I'm pretty sure for me it was. Christmas specials. Rudolph oh. the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Bumble. Fuck. Yeah. Bumble. Was that yours, Dylan? Well, yes. I don't know if okay, mine would be that or if mine was Star Wars because I can't remember which I saw first. I mean, the Rudolph Rudolph is older than Star Wars, I believe. It's, no, it it's actually is. credited to uh, the modern day, like white furred, blue you know skinned oh Yeti. really yeah <clears throat> that that claymation movie <laughs> yeah representation that's yeah because even hilarious. like when they were hunting it they were hunting for like a brown furred bear humanoid mm, yeah rather than the, the white furred like at, at least from what i read that was like the first like or that was like the imagery that kind of made everyone like super interested in the abominable snowman uh as yeah. like as as depicted as he is that's cool it's a really, it still holds up the the claymation. We watch them every year. I mean, how can you not like? They're so good. I literally was like, I don't know when the first time I saw them was, and and John's like, mine's SpongeBob. Yeah. I was like SpongeBob, and I like totally forgot they had a fucking abominable snowman in SpongeBob. Yeah, because why? I mean, they've done everything. That makes right? sense. For sure. They're like the Simpsons. Like, literally everything's <laughs> happened in SpongeBob yeah. at this point. But better. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is a, a classic answer at this point. But Yeah, I think so. Do you think they're inherently good or evil? Oh. I think this is the, uh, is a shark evil kind of thing. Yeah, I would have to say yeah to that. 
You know, because like you can, it's it's probably less evil than a shark is evil, right? Because it's not their fault that they naturally need to eat a crazy amount of food. I don't think carnivores are evil. Um, And And like like you said, like um, when an area has like bountiful animal, it will hunt that over humans first. So, I mean, humans are easier. Or, or less easy to kill than like a flock of sheep, right? Or sheep, and I, sheep. yeah, and I mean, I guess that I don't know. That could be argued both ways. It, it's less evil because it's not humanity, and we are humans discussing good and evil. But also, the idea of like going after the weakest thing first. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it's it's just trying to eat, uh, and like if you can feed it enough like meat, you can tame it. You know, so that's, that's true. you can't really tame a shark. I mean, there's instances. I don't know. Can you? There's there's like certain sharks that people are friends with, but um, you're not riding on the back of a shark. <laughs> you know, true it's not that. going yeah. with you on adventures. You're not like putting it, put getting on its shoulder and being like, let's go over there. Yeah, exactly. So I would say they are probably they're not evil. I wouldn't say they're very, they're inherently good though. I mean, they're n- real neutral. Yeah, they're they are neutral. What? Let's see. What are they? Uh, they are chaotic evil. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, chaotic evil is what they are I mean, classified I as. D and D would. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it it's classifying them that that way probably because they are just like. We're going to kill you Eating no machines. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, like, they throw the chaotic in instead of lawful because they don't believe in anything that makes them kill. They they just kill. And it's wanton. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. I I, I think they can be good good boys. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, now I kind of want to talk Zeke into finding a, a, an abominable snowman. An abominable snowman. You got to, yeah. like... You have Any to find a three-year-old, though, because it's just going to want to kill you. It, it won't necessarily fight you to the death, but after the age of three, it's untamable. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, you have a small frame just of time. Kill, kill the parents right before they release the two-year-old. Yeah, I mean, you could tame it at one or two, but it's got its parents there and potentially other babies. So you're going oh. up against multiple... Uh, and even a baby eddies. like one year old is probably like as big as a it's probably beefy human yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's probably beefy i don't know if it's got its uh magic eyes yet but it's probably got oh, its claws that'd be nice. it's probably still got multi-attack fucking multi-attack <laughs> god damn hate that yeah multi-attack's fun um Okay, uh, what's the, the most misunderstood thing about the Yeti? Got anything? Well, for me, I think that I'm I'm misunderstanding and underestimating, like, how hard it is to kill. Like, yeah. for me, to me, it doesn't seem much different than, like, a dire moose or some other great animal that you could take down, you know, especially with a group of parties. But then, I'm, you know, we're throwing in, we can't see, but it can. Yeah. We're not, we're not prepared for the cold, but it is. You know, it's got terrain on its side. It's got hunting abilities on its side. And like sure. you said, multi-attack and a paralysis on its on, on its side. Yeah. And it was probably Rudolph that did this to me. But, like, <laughs> I had a slightly more docile, like, version of them in my... Like, oh, yeah. It just had a toothache. Watch, like, walking through the forest kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. rather than a, like, carnivorous beast, like, hunting for food which is definitely a little more accurate but i i just don't think that's where my brain went initially yeah i i would say that like yes they they are underestimated um i think we've answered the underrated overrated question with this but um yeah i would say that um the one thing that's really misunderstood about them they are ferocious feral brutal rampagers but they are keen hunters, they are highly intelligent, they can speak to each other, they have a language. So they they are smarter than you think they are at face mm-hmm. value, you know. They're yep. going to stalk you, they can smell you from miles away. They're going to have a plan. Like it in the 
like I, I've read like DM notes on Yetis, and it says give them tactics. Like they won't just kill you at the first sight. They're gonna wait until the opportune moment when you are. They could be hunting you for a week while you trudge through the snow and you are dying from the cold, and yep. it will take it will pick off your weakest. You know. Yep. So I, I think I was I was gonna do a TPK idea where in the cave they think that they're safe so like one of them goes out to get firewood never comes back yeah two of them go out to look for them never come back yeah Yeah. and it would be it would be a very like cold and concise kill yeah yeah that was gonna be like my other that that would have been like the one other thing but i'm like they die like you're gonna die Yeah, yeah i mean you are let's see you're you're taking chilling gaze, right? That's twenty one points of cold damage, paralyzed for a minute, and then on top of that, you're taking a essentially dragon's cold breath attack of ten d eight. What? Yeah, yeah. From a regular yeti? No, that's the abominable yeti. Oh, but, okay. But still, uh, I don't and then think, yeah, I mean you're but you then can still, you can still be with paralyzed. Yeti, you get paralyzed, so then. Both the multi attacks you receive after that are at advantage for the Yeti. Yep. And you're taking multiple types of damage. So you're taking yeah. slashing and cold damage. So. Not, not worth it. Scary. Terrifying. Scary, scary. Um, and they're invisible. <laughs> they yeah. have advantage on dex checks in snowy terrain, and you're not finding them anywhere but snowy terrain. So. Um, yeah, that's. That's Another terrible. reason to like really drive home that they will hunt. They, it's not like, you know, blind killing. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's strategic hunting. It's no. not savage. Like it's brutal, but not savage. Yeah. Agreed. Like it has thought and plans, you know, accounted for weaknesses uh, and calculations, you know. No, 100%. Um, favorite question time, since yes. we're nearing the end of our morning with this monster. As we approach midday, uh, the sun appearing over the snow drifts, beginning to warm our souls. Uh, how would you like to see them used in media or gameplay? How would you use them? How do you want to see these guys? I would love to see a movie of, you know, kind of like uh, the what was it the gray is that the one with all the wolves (laughs) yeah but like not not so linear you know what i mean like jump back and forth between perspectives of like the things that are hunting and the things that are being hunted show us the fear and like balance it out with this like cold stalking you know yeah. It, it would be really cool to watch, like, some great beast with mind, like, really take down its prey, like, over time. And I would want it to win. I don't want this bullshit, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the very last second I shoot him in the face. No. Yeah. You're not taking down a Yeti with one shot to the face. No. I got two. I'm sorry. I like this No, Yeti. that's cool. Um, so, my first one would be, like, a, a medieval like mountaintop mystery of like a group of adventurers or maybe you know a ranger heading to the north uh is tasked with finding out why these yetis keep attacking these settlements and so they hunt for the yetis and they slowly over the course of like this movie or whatever it is figure out that these yetis are being u- utilized by like the overly ambitious like uh tyrannical leader that's trying to take over the north by like getting rid of the um you know smaller settlements so that he can move in on their territory and so he's thinning out the flock to try or thinning out the you know prey of the of the yetis uh, and using them in that way i think that would be interesting to like slowly yeah. uncover and it turns out the yetis weren't the bad guys at the end it was this um you know this lord yeah this this evil lord or whatever and then the other one would be uh more of like a a comedy thing where um you know like the you know what a fear bulg is no uh so they're like these indigenous like 
uh, super furry, like humanoids. You can play them in campaigns. Uh, okay. They're newer, I think. Um, but they're like these slow moving, like big furry creatures. Um, usually like they're caked in some mud in a swamp somewhere. I just want to like have an interaction with them. And then there's like a Yeti just kind of chilling, like also caked in mud. But like for some reason, everyone just kind of assumes he's a furbolg with horns that looks a little <laughs> bit different, you know, <laughs> and wow. just like, I don't know, just like a, a side, like it might not even, if you ever go to a furbolg settlement in like a campaign, there's just like, there's also a Yeti there. Like just describe like one of the Yetis is slightly taller, flatter face and has horns. <laughs> still caked in mud. Yeah. Still caked in mud. <laughs> and, and just having him like be chilling there with them. Like he got misplaced. He's no longer on the mountain. Maybe he fell off or something. You just have him as that thing like that. You, the party might not even ever investigate, but I have an uh, entire packet of his backstory. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Oh that kind God. of thing. Um, but that's, that's how I want to see the Yetis. Melina, how do you want to see your Yeti? Oh goodness. I think it would be fun to have uh, something kind of similar to that, but like a Yeti that was domesticated and someone was able to communicate it, cu- communicate with it. And it was like taught similar languages and it was just like part of the party, but like yeah. just a super OP part of the party yeah. and like didn't understand why like it was terrifying when it would roll up on a new city, like, and people didn't know. He's like that- friends. Yes. Why? Yeah, and it's like wears like a cloak or whatever it wears, like a really just, big cloak. <laughs> it wants to like fit in or something like that. That'd be so cute. Yeah, give it a little vest. But then, like every now and again, just like its instincts, like it gets hungry, what... goes feral, starts <laughs> blasting energy beams of cold. Yep, something like that. Yeah, it's like oh, who ravaged that the town you were about to go to last night? I I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> you want to see all this cool stuff I just found? <laughs> I got some cool things along the along the road. I found this uh, treasure chest. <laughs> Look at this family portrait. This family, <laughs> this family portrait. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Okay. Um, okay, I think that that pretty much wraps it up for the Yeti. Um, so we're going to end it here. Luckily, uh, we finally found the Yeti we were hunting for, but it was three years old, didn't quite have its chilling gaze yet. So we were able to domesticate it. And now our podcast has a small Yeti familiar type companion. Um, I, th- I think that's going to do it for us today, though, here on Mornings with Monsters. I'm Dylan. I'm Melina. And I'm Alex. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.